2: Good afternoon everyone. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Peter Devitt on uh the the show and um Susan Spence with me on on the show today. Dr. Peter Devitt live. And we are going to be talking...
3: Hello.
2: Hey, <laughs> uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. We're going to talk about uh one more mineral today. So we're doing a series this entire week on minerals and um you know, uh, Susan uh yeah, we talked on Monday about how critically important minerals are and yet how, how almost universally deficient we are, all are in this country and um, in many places around the world. And the consequences are, are dire, you know. And um, so yesterday we, we broke it down and started talking a little bit more specifically about some of the macronutrients, specifically calcium and magnesium. <clears throat> a lot of confusion about the importance of calcium uh, and calcium is overemphasized way too much, and a tremendous underemphasis on magnesium, which is, uh, more, you know, most people are deficient in. Um, most people are not deficient in calcium. On the other hand, we get plenty of that in. And today we're going to be looking at uh, one more key nutrient that is absolutely critical for health, a uh, key mineral, and that is iodine. Iodine. So, uh, so the title of today's show is Iodine Wonder Nutrient, but but missing in most people. So, so uh, you know, you're going to hear some fabulous things about iodine today. You know, just how, uh, how incredible a nutrient it is, how important it is. But then we're going to, you know, also let you know in the same breath that, um, you know, your likelihood is very, very high that you, you know, that you're deficient in this nutrient. I mean, um, and when we do testing, Susan, virtually universal, I think... I'd, I haven't seen an, a normal um, iodine absorption test in uh, I, I don't know how long. I think it must be five or six years since I saw somebody that oh, that, that uh, actually had a slow absorption. Um, you know, this is a test that we do right here in the clinic um, by just placing uh, a drop of Lugol's iodine, which is uh, very dark in color, and when we put it on the skin, it stains the skin orange. Uh, kind of like orange-brown, um, but if somebody is deficient in iodine, that uh, iodine will get absorbed very, very quickly. So, the more deficient you are, the quicker it disappears. The less deficient you are, the longer it takes to disappear. So, mm-hmm. so we can literally extrapolate from, from that absorption rate, you know, what the relative deficiency is. Now, there's more accurate ways to test iodine. You can do an <clears throat> iodine excretion test, which is very specific, you know. You'd have somebody take a dose of iodine, and then you'd look at how much iodine is excreted, you know, in immediate aftermath um, in urine, and then you can tell approximately how how deficient they were to start with. But um, that seems but, you know, to be the
3: most accurate way to do it.
2: Yeah, and 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 yet, you know, uh, we 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 have an appreciation here at QHI Wellness of the fact that most people are deficient and that there's tons of reasons for most people to be deficient. So, but before we go into the deficiencies and why we're deficient and all that, I I wanted to ask you to to paint a little picture for us on, you know, exactly, uh, you know, what what this uh, particular nutrient does. Why is it such an incredible, wondrous nutrient in the, in the human body, and uh, what can we do to, you know, well, what's, what, what happens if we're deficient, you know, once we've talked about, you know, its purpose?
3: Uh, iodine is found and used in every cell in the body. It's especially high in concentrating in um, glandular secretions, uh, anything that secretes. The eye, nose, mouth, GI tract, breast, gut, it's found in high concentrations in certain areas of the brain. Um, uh, Thyroid um, hormones control the rate uh, at which we burn our energy. Um, It's kind of like our thermostat Um, and that's really, really important. It can have a domino effect on a lot of things if there's dysfunction. The thyroid
2: gland, and and the, what you just said is is so important. You know, so uh, of all the effects that iodine has, probably the most prominent um, and widely known effect is the effect on on the thyroid. You know, so mm-hmm. most people, even lay people, know that iodine and thyroid go together. And if you have iodine deficiency, that your, your thyroid can swell up, and you can develop a goiter. Um, you know, it's called goiter, which is uh, basically just a swollen thyroid gland. Typically, um, uh, Susan, most people don't notice goiter until it is way big, way out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, when things are changing your body very slowly, you may not even notice that anything is wrong until somebody, you know, that you haven't seen for 10 years walks up and says, you know, well, what's wrong with your neck? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And of course, unless it's a, a bold person, they might not even do that because they don't want to insult you. You know, they might think it's
3: the Adam's apple or something in a girl. You know, they don't want to say anything.
2: It, yeah, or, or just a fat neck. You know, you, know yeah. you don't tell you tell you don't tell a woman she's got a fat neck. You know, or right. uh, you know, why is your neck so fat? And well, you know, <laughs> that's that's not a good thing to to say to some somebody. But uh, in our clinic, uh, you're at QHI Wellness in Tyler. Uh, Texas, where we practice integrative medicine. Now, Susan, I, I would say probably every other woman that I see in my practice now, you know, has a swollen thyroid gland, mm. you know, as, as subtle as it might be in, in many. Um, we see it and we document it. And and I would say women over 50, um, it is an even higher uh, rate than that. I mean, I'm just amazed. You know? Why do you think and more
3: I, in women than men?
2: I, I think because women... Carry the program for thyroid disease, disease much more commonly than men, oh, yeah. and 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 the, and, the, and this is a great study in recall healing and understanding. You know that men and women supposedly would need the same amount of iodine, but in women it has m- more manifestations in the thyroid area, and in men probably has more manifestations in some of the other areas like prostate. You know, prostate yeah. is it's a secreting uh, area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if if you if you talk talk about the convex programming for disease, <clears throat> you know, as we do in um, my book, Heal Thyself: Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health, and Bring Sexy Back, my second book, um, <clears throat> you, you can understand the programming that goes behind, you know, goes into making the making of a disease or any illness. So, <clears throat> you know, what we what we see though in um, thyroid disease is um, that, you know that there's a very very specific reason specific program that runs programming for uh hypothyroidism, and um of course you know the same with prostate there's a very specific program that runs you know that that programs for prostate disease but uh, Susan, just before we get into recall healing <clears throat> you know and how that becomes a cofactor um or how iodine deficiency is a cofactor with recall healing not the other way around. Uh, Let's just talk a little bit about why it is that we are seeing so much iodine deficiency in our society.
3: Um, I think there are a number of reasons for iodine deficiency. Uh, We have uh, poor uh, farming methods. Iodine is rare in uh, inland area soils. And I was reading today, and it's thought that some of the reasons why certain areas are profoundly deficient is because at times in history there have been glaciers that actually, you know, push the topsoil just miles and miles and miles away. And that could be one of the reasons why, you know, certain areas are profoundly bad. And I think the RDA uh, is set too low. It's set at 150 to 290 uh, micrograms a day. And uh, I think that a lot of people use uh, salt without iodine. There's salt-restricted diets. Uh, There are chemicals that inhibit uh, iodine binding, and these are bromide, fluoride, and chloride. Uh, Bromide was replaced, uh, replaced iodine in commercial baked goods in the 60s. And uh, there's probably, if you would go back and do a retroactive study, Probably uh, hypothyroidism has increased since
2: then. Yeah, I think uh, uh, that's that's exactly the case. So we had lots of goiters before the nineteen you know sixties, you know what? Not, actually, before nineteen forties, probably mm-hmm. uh, before they started adding iodine <clears throat> to food, and there was lots of people with huge thyroids. You can still see pictures of in textbooks, uh, medical textbooks, but. You know, when they started adding iodine into the food supply, um, whenever that was, did you say that was in the sixties? Well,
3: they stopped it in the sixties. Oh, they stopped, sure that, the 60s. they stopped it? They stopped it in the sixties. Not sure yeah. when it was started. If I had to now guess, I would say probably thirties or forties it was started, but I'm I'm just yeah. guessing.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's a good uh, good uh, guess. Now, <clears throat> and so you know, so now we're seeing uh, thyroids increase in size again because of these fluorides and and uh, chlorines and bromines and um, we're going to go to a break and when we come back from break we're going to talk more about more diseases associated with low iodine and exactly what it takes to to recover from iodine deficiency and that's it's it's not an easy process iodine is is a tough nutrient to replenish so we will talk about how to do that um, again and and again the consequences of not having enough. So you, know, you can go to shopqhi.com. Shopqhi.com. We're going to make some recommendations on the forms of iodine that we use. One is called iodorol. Another one is called Lugol's iodine. Lugol's iodine. Those two forms, the iodorol is a tablet, the Lugol's is drops. SSKI is another form. We're going to talk about when to use that. And we're going to be uh, also referring to my book, Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health. Which has lots of information on iodine as well, and also bring uh back as some information. So we'll be right back after this break.
1: Give me the news, I got
2: this is Dr. Peter Devet Live. Find out
1: how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Are you yearning to connect with those close to you who have passed on? Do you feel you'd be more at peace or more in balance in your life if you could only have that connection? Now you do. It's time for Alex Laws and the Alex Laws Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Alex discovered an incredible balance that allowed him to listen and receive messages from the other side. Not your traditional psychic medium, Alex has spent the last 27 years as an endurance athlete and entrepreneur. At the core of Alex's abilities is his knowing that in order to open one's soul to the universe, one must open their heart to being authentic. The wisdom Alex has shared from those beyond the veil has helped at an international level and changed people's lives and sometimes too, their direction in life. Need help with your life or business direction? Tap into the spiritual realm of Alex Laws. For more information, check out AlexLaws.com. Then join us for the Alex Laws Hour with Alex Laws. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, here on The Rock Star radio Network.
0: Hi, my name is John Martin, and I'm the CEO of this radio station. Recently, I began a life-changing weight loss program under the supervision and care of Dr. Peter DeVette at QHI Wellness in Tyler, Texas. The program that Dr. DeVette put me on is called Beta HCG. Now, 97 days ago, I began the program, and as of today, I've lost a total of 63 pounds. (laughs) You heard me right, 63 pounds in just over 90 days. If you're out there suffering like I was from being overweight and just finally are ready to do something about it, then the days of those long-term yo-yo programs are over. You can finally take care of the problem for good. I personally recommend giving Dr. Debets clinic a call at 877-484-9735 that's QHI Wellness at 877-484-9735 or go online at qhiwellness.com and change your life today and oh by the way tell them John Martin sent you
1: Doctor, doctor give me the news I got
0: Welcome back
1: to Dr. Peter DeBet Live on TokyNet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Togenet.com. Here
2: again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Again, with Susan Spence on the show with me, co-hosting, and we're talking about iodine. The Wonder Nutrient Missing in Action. Uh, so that's the title of today's show. And, you know, again, uh, Susan, we, we, we're kind of speculating here, but, um, you know, it was in the, maybe in the 1930s, 1940s, that iodine started being added to grains, specifically flour, as a preservative, but also uh, because of the extreme deficiency in iodine levels at, at that time. So... You know, this goes all the way back to the beginning of history. As a matter of fact, when you look at certain um, certain population groups around uh, the world, you can actually see that in areas where iodine is deficient in the soil, that there was actually a very significant incidence of goiter in those communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, even back then, certain, uh, certain uh, po- populations of American Indians, uh, for instance... Around the, the Mississippi Delta, um, you know, had uh, very significant iodine deficiencies compared to uh, those tribes that lived on the coastlines <clears throat> that were fishing. You know, depending on fishing, mm-hmm. you know, got plenty of iodine <clears throat> because they were uh, eating, consuming a lot of uh, you know ocean-based uh, foods. You know, and and we um, you know, we t- touched on some of this before, but. When when you think about iodine, you know it's a trace mineral that um, that accumulates in the oceans, um, but is you know often deficient on land masses, you know unless you have very very uh, super enriched soil, um, you know that uh, that you just don't get very many places. And Susan, just like with all other minerals, you know the very farming methods that we're using in this country. Is just totally depleting the soil of all trace minerals, including iodine.
3: Right. I read somewhere that I forget if it, you know how they measure parts per billion, parts per million. I can't really remember, but the, the ratios will be irrelevant. Uh, some soils contain as little as ten parts, and then other soils a thousand. Now that's a huge difference in uh, in iodine in the soil.
0: Yeah,
2: and and then when you when you see what we've done in our society, you know that you referred to earlier, you know putting bromine you know, using that now as a preservative for grains mm-hmm. you know so that they don't grow as fungus as easily and you know so and and one of the reasons why you can leave bread on the shelf for um for two weeks and not have any <laughs> <coughs> fungal growth on it <laughs> um but it's also because of the chlorine and fluoride in our drinking water so um so chlorine and fluoride are both halogens as well, just like bromide, and bromide is and competes with, uh, with iodine as one more halogen. So, so that, uh, <clears throat> that's, that's a huge reason. Um, Susan, the other reason why we're having problems with iodine is because of radioactive iodine intake that, uh, <clears throat> that is also occurring uh, from our food supply that is contaminated with Fukushima... A related uh, radioactive iodine. Mm-hmm. So, so in this country, if you're eating dairy, you know iodine gets concentrated in dairy, and um, radioactive oh. iodine that uh, cow is exposed to through its food supply, you know the grass that it eats and so forth, um, is getting into that uh, <clears throat> that milk that we then consume or the dairy products that we consume, and uh, that competes with with regular non-radioactive iodine too and radioactive iodine actually injures the thyroid gland and one more reason why we're seeing more hypothyroidism. So Susan, um, when we talk about thyroid, um, just give us uh, a little uh, primer on the symptoms of low thyroid. How does somebody know that their thyroid isn't working and that they might be iodine deficient?
3: Um, There are a lot of symptoms. Uh Mainly fatigue, weakness, weight gain, cold intolerance, constipation, depression, irritability, uh, memory loss, uh, abnormal periods, decreased sex drive, uh, pale, dry skin, dry, coarse hair, a puffy face, hoarse voice, uh, increase in cholesterol. Wow,
2: you got it down, baby. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Either you have
3: it. Well, you know, I just thought of something you said about. A cow, if it's concentrated in cow's milk, I'm sure it's concentrated in mother's breast milk, too. And maybe women who have breastfed have really depleted themselves of, of their iodine stores. so I'm sure that's yeah, something I, you would want to give to a child to protect their GI tract and to, you know, uh, everything else. I mean, they need it.
2: Yeah, and, and that's, that's a good observation. You know, so <clears throat> iodine is preferentially excreted into uh, mother's milk, um, too. And... And it's also, um, even semen is, is relatively high in iodine, hmm. um, you know, because it's critical for, uh, keeping, uh, semen sterile <clears throat> so that it's not as easily contaminated by, um, by organisms, you know, on its way to, um, fertilize, uh, the egg cell in a woman.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, <clears throat> so, and of course the prostate is very high in, in iodine um is supposed to be on iodine and and this prostate it actually makes the seminal fluid you know that that has a um sterilizing effect on on semen so so one more uh, interesting little side story on on iodine deficiency uh that uh, it can also contribute to male sterility or or infertility you know in a couple um if there's not enough and it's also there's another reason for that and that is because of the role that iodine plays in the ovaries and the testicles so uh, the ovaries and the testicles also use a lot of iodine and you know by definition if you're not if you don't have enough iodine um, you know you're at risk of of hormonal depletion um, there but also at greater risk of um, of you know cysts in the ovaries or mm-hmm. polycystic ovarian disease. You know iodine deficiency also plays a role in insulin resistance, which right. plays, plays a role in return in you know uh, polycystic ovary disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, because women that are overweight uh, tend to be more likely to be insulin resistant, and women that that are overweight are also much more likely to have polycystic ovary right. disease.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I did. I, I remember reading that. I don't know why I didn't grab that one when I was writing everything down. <laughs> I remember reading about it.
2: And the uh, other thing, uh, Susan, tell us about iodine and breast disease. That is such, you know, I, I think you mentioned that, but that is such a huge one. Tell, tell us about the importance there.
3: Um, if a woman doesn't have enough iodine in her system, she can actually develop a fibrocystic breasts, which can lead to a lot of unnecessary uh, biopsies and surgery to, you know, over and over and over to make sure that that lump or that thickening is not cancer, and uh, you can actually develop breast cancer because uh, your immunity is impaired when you don't have adequate uh, thyroid supplies.
2: Well, that's that's great Um, little piece of information there. Because the estimation is that if you have plenty of iodine in your system compared to somebody that has very little, that it might actually decrease your risk of breast cancer by as much as 70%. As amount, a yeah. You know. <laughs> wow. So, so one of the treatments that we do, by the way, here at QHI Wellness Center for, um, you know, for uh, Breast Health, and women that have fibrocystic breast disease and also for women that have been diagnosed with breast cancer. And we don't call it breast cancer treatment, we just call it supportive care. But uh, Susan, vaginal iodine, tell, tell us why, why that, that is a, you know an idea that works.
3: Um, vaginal iodine absorption Works very well because it's an extremely large uh, mucous membrane that just pulls in a lot of iodine a lot faster than if you just put it on your skin topically. Yeah, and the, uh, it also is less toxic uh, to it because it's antibacterial, you know, antiparasitic, antiviral. Uh, it can also kill the good bacteria in your gut. So in women, you can get them loaded up really fast by giving it vaginally, and it doesn't affect the gut flora as much because it can take a really long time to get somebody loaded up to adequate uh, maintenance dose.
2: And we've, tell, <clears throat> we've told this story before, but this, this was actually discovered, this little uh, vignette by a gynecologist in New York. Um, who I've actually met, um, and he, uh, one of his, uh, uh, I guess one of his job descriptions was uh, cervical um, biopsies, so he worked at uh, a clinic, uh, operated a clinic where abnormal pap smears were being worked up, and so as part of his biopsy technique, he would uh, do the biopsy and then he would swab the entire vagina with uh, iodine to reduce the likelihood of infection and also to stop the bleeding because iodine happens to be gr- great for, uh, you know, to stop bleeding. But, lo and behold, a lot of these women kept coming back to his clinic saying, Doctor Son, so, you know, we want another one of those treatments that you gave us. Uh, <laughs> And he would say, well, I didn't give you a treatment. I just took a piece of you, you know, so (laughs) you want me to take another piece of you? Uh, And they said, no, you know, something else that you must have done because we just feel better. better. More more energy, more, you know, stamina, breast, breast pain gone, you know, in women with fibrocystic breast disease. And lo and behold, you know, he finally figured it out that he was uh, using Lugol's iodine to swab the vagina and massively spiking their iodine levels, um, you know, directly through uh, absorption through the mucous membranes. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back from a break, we're going to continue this discussion on iodine, the wonder nutrient missing in action. Uh, Again, shopQHI.com, information on Iodine replacement that so we have the uh, different iodine supplements on the shopping cart. But you can also call 877-484-9735. 877-484-9735. We'll talk about the different forms of iodine after the break and what you need to do uh, or use when.
1: This is Dr. Peter Devent Live. Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com.
0: Boost your life force and enhance your health today with Life Force Naturals. pain, sore muscles, sports injuries, and any conditions involving inflammation. If you're a victim of inflammation, get your supply of phlegm away today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or go online at shophealthybody.com. give me
1: the Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. On Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette.
2: And we're back. You listen to Dr. Peter DeVette Live and uh, again uh, talking to Susan Spence. My co-host about iodine, the wonder nutrient missing in action. So why is it missing in action? Uh, And, uh, you know, we've already explained why it's a wonder nutrient, uh, but it's missing in action because of of all these toxicities that we're dealing with, you know, the halogen toxins, um, and that's just, you know, uh, it's uh, it's touching the surface because... um, a, a lot of pesticides you know have fluoride as the active ingredient a lot of herbicides you know have um you know also some of these halogen toxins as as part of them um, so uh,
3: it's common in uh anesthesia medicines for surgery too
2: oh yeah, yeah, so um you know we even attach it to to certain um certain drugs to slow down their uh, metabolism so Procaine, for example, is you know is a lovely local anesthetic that is used uh, all the time in my practice. You know, we do what's called segment therapies to reset entire areas of the body. And we do that on the thyroid. We do it on the ovaries. We do it on you know uh, virtually any organ system in the body, any joint, um, any area of dysfunction. We even do it on the brain, but it's uh, it's uh, it has a very short half life. And it disappears very quickly. So to to make that half life longer, so that it hangs around the body longer, fluoride is often added um, to the molecule <clears throat> to make it uh, you know uh, stay a lot longer in the tissues and uh, to give you a numbing effect that lasts longer. So, so Susan, just uh, amazing, you know what what the sources are of uh, toxicity, but you, you know you mentioned. Um, Something uh, before the break, and that's you know, breast cancer. You know, we talked about mm-hmm. um, iodine being very helpful in uh, reducing the risk of breast cancer and possibly even uh, mitigating uh, breast cancer when it's already there, slowing its growth, and, and so forth. Again, we cannot, um, you know, tout that as a treatment for breast cancer because, um, you know, there's not enough research to to prove that out, but it certainly makes sense, a tremendous you know, it's just common sense to think that iodine would be absolutely imperative to replenish in a woman that has been diagnosed with breast cancer, and yet, you know, in the conventional medical community, they don't even blink, uh, you know, <clears throat> and, and or acknowledge uh, the the issue with iodine deficiency. So, um, so Susan, I I wanted to ask you, you know, the, the different forms of iodine. You know, we uh, we. We talk. We're talking about iodine, um, and the fact that it's necessary. But how can you take it? What What are the different ways that iodine can be uh, taken into the body? Uh, you know, therapeutically.
3: Um, through the skin, uh, it can be taken orally. Uh, we talked about uh, vaginally. Uh, there's the uh, uh, the tablets you take orally, and we have a liquid form that you actually rub on your skin, and we alternate taking oral with skin absorption.
2: Yeah, that's... Um, and it's
3: a combination of iodide and iodine.
2: And, uh, you know, some some women may be listening to us here on the show, and they say, why why, why don't I just get some iodine from Dr. David and just shove <laughs> it up my, you know what... Um, <laughs> it rhymes with you know what, mm-hmm. um, but uh, that's probably not the best idea because uh, you can create yourself a little uh, a problem there. Um, and <clears throat> when you put a Q-tip up the vagina, number one, you you have to be care- you know we use a, a, a giant size Q-tip, like a drumstick size Q-tip, just about um, <clears throat> that is loaded with Lugol's iodine you know, dripping wet, and then we do a, a regular vaginal exam that we paint the walls of the vagina, you know, with that iodine, and, um, you know, it can be a very, very messy business if you do it, you know, without uh, big-time control, so, you know, even when we do it, we can still get a little bit of a uh, a mess, and, you, you know, you see the evidence on, you know, <laughs> the floor sometimes, and and uh, the surgery table, when iodine you know, drips out, so so it you know it has to be done properly, <clears throat> carefully, uh, with great vigilance, and um, and then you know so the utensils that we use, uh, the speculums and so forth are, are discarded. Um, they're plastic, so <clears throat> because it would stain steel. You know, the iodine can even stain steel. Um, you know, in that form, so. Uh, the amazing thing Susan is right after we do the procedure once somebody's made sure that they don't have a drop or two coming out uh it it it's gone. I mean it's not like it's oozing out for forever, you know. Um mm-hmm. isn't isn't that pretty yeah, amazing?
3: I, the first time I thought okay, I'm going to have orange panties, you know, till next week <laughs> and I didn't have any. None. <laughs>
2: And, and the problem with the orange panties is, is, there's no getting the out, you <laughs> <Right. know? laughs> orange out. Right,
3: orange panties forever. Uh, there's something. Yeah. There, there's a couple of things I, for, I forgot to put in my notes that I think are important, uh, uh-huh. and that's like basal basal body temperature. If you're not sure, you know, um, um, I, I think that's important to discuss.
2: That's a great, <clears throat> great clue uh, for those of you that uh, don't have a clue you know what what your iodine status is or your thyroid status this is more thyroid status so you know of course iodine is critical for normal thyroid right. so, so you can extrapolate that you're probably low in iodine if the thyroid is not working well but your temperature your body temperature is regulated <coughs> uh, in huge part by the thyroid gland so if you are hypothyroid um, you are very likely to be hypothermic in other words your uh, temperature will tend to run uh, half a degree or more below average. You know, so average is ninety eight point six degrees Fahrenheit. So, if you're running, um, <clears throat> say, for instance, uh, orally below ninety eight, then a good chance that you probably have hypothyroidism. Now, on the other hand, if you t- the most accurate way to take a temperature is to take it under the arm. So, <clears throat> you do that. Uh, that's called the axillary uh temperature accelerate temperature and and uh, you put take a thermometer special uh th- thermometer and you put it under your arm and it's you know you get them uh these electronically now so these are electronic thermometers and it'll take a basal temperature reading on you you do that first thing in the morning before you even get out of bed um <clears throat> you know you so you have to have this right next to your bed. And then you just write down what the reading is, and if you're reading a degree or more below that 98.6, because uh, Susan, when you take an axillary temperature, that's typically going to be about a half a degree lower than the rest of the body, anyhow. So, mm. so that's normal. But if it's another half a degree below that, so then one whole uh, degree below, right? Right. Then then we can say, okay, anything below that means that you are hypothermic. Uh, Without a doubt. And uh, if you get five readings in a row, you've pretty much diagnosed yourself with hypothyroidism before you've even had a blood test. Mm -hmm. Uh, And on the other hand, if you go to a physician, have them do a thyroid blood test, and they keep coming back saying, oh, it's normal. It's normal. And you have every uh, symptom in the book like Susan went through earlier. Uh, And... um, then you know you know, there's something wrong. They're not diagnosing you uh, correctly. You know.
3: Well, th- I think most doctors don't test uh, r- reverse T3, and it takes more than just iodine to make your thyroid gland run right. You've got to have selenium, zinc, iron, progesterone, cortisol, and glutathione. And I was reading in Dr. Tennant's book, and he said everything else can be normal, but if you are glutathione deficient, you can't even, you know, convert T4 to T3, and it's necessary to move it from the cell membrane to the mitochondria. I did not know that.
2: Yeah, that's, that's interesting. <clears throat> so, um, uh, you know, it's, so it's very, very important to, to under, understand, you know, that, uh, that hypothyroidism is oftentimes underdiagnosed. Is oftentimes, almost always, associated with iodine deficiency, mm-hmm. and so iodine replenishment is the first step in getting all this going. But the other nutrients are also critical, as Susan said. You know, so there's a. Um, if you go to shopqhi.com, shopqhi that stands for Quantum Healing Institute dot com, uh, you'll actually see uh, on our products. Um, <clears throat> I think we have a hypothyroidism. Package. Um, I'll have to go and just uh, quickly see if, if that's the case. Um, but if you if you, if you don't see the hypothyroidism package, um, if, you, if you don't if you don't see, yeah, sorry, I, I thought we had, but we don't. Um, but for hypothyroidism, we use a, a supplement called thyroxyl. Thyroxyl, T-H-Y-R-O-X-I-L. And thyroxyl pretty much has everything that you need for a healthy functioning thyroid. It just doesn't have enough of the iodine. So you will have to take extra iodine no matter what you take uh, to get that replenished. Um, so thyroxyl. And if, you, if you're not sure you know about hypothyroidism, but you think you probably have hypothyroidism there's also one called thyroid c and v c uh, capital N, like in nancy v like in voltage so c and v thyroid uh, th- thyroid c and v, and that has the nutrients, but it doesn't have the desiccated thyroid like the thyroxyl so those are the two protocols that I use um, you know for for thyroid. In most patients, then with iodine, <clears throat> what we do is we take Lugol's iodine, and we have patients do that on the skin. As Susan was saying, uh, six drops on the skin daily for a week, and then we alternate that. We alternate that with Ioderol, I- I- or is it R A L Ioderol, um, and that comes in a 12.5 or a 50 milligram supplement. So, 12.5. Twice a day would give you 24. Uh, Susan, what what? How much iodine do we want to use to get, load somebody that is deficient?
3: Uh, I don't know how much that um, that big swab holds that <laughs> you use, Dr. Deville. I know that after you get them, you get them up, and they're uh, they're loading does adequate. Most people used uh, 12.5 to 50 milligrams a day.
2: Yeah, uh, that's that's right, and and amazingly, you know, uh, yeah, when when you do the loading, that's a huge dose. Well, we're going to go to another break again. Uh, for more information on the supplements, give us a call at 877-484-9735 at QHI Wellness. That's authentic too. If you want to get worked up for iodine deficiency, for hypothyroidism, for. Um, ovarian problems for any of the systems that we're talking about today you know, if you have a low sex drive if you're, you know, having painful ovary syndrome or anything like that uh, contact us, we'll be right back find out how the flaws
1: in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases including cancer and a myriad of others Dr. Peter will be right back after these
0: on toginet.com Tired of achy joints inhibiting your ability to get around, exercise, or even enjoy your life? Having healthy joints should be a given for most people, even those older in age. gas, bloating, or irritable bowel syndromes? If you feel your ability to digest food is not quite up to snuff, then try out Devet Wellness Digestive Optimizer Formula. Digestive Optimizer Formula is packed full of digestive enzymes, ox bile, and acid precursors to help you digest carbs, fat, and protein. If your stomach feels too acidic for Step 1, then do Step 2 first. Step 2 is a product called Glutagenics, which contains aloe, licorice root, and L-glutamine. Take charge of your digestive health today. Call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or shop online at shophealthybody.com.
2: And we're back. Uh, you're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette uh, live with Susan Spence on the show with me. We're talking about uh, iodine, uh, the wonder nutrient missing in action. And, uh, again, this is a nutrient that uh, is extraordinarily important and yet extraordinarily scarce in our soil, extraordinarily scarce in our bodies. In most people, deficient can be. And uh, the other problem is, Susan, it's water-soluble. So it washes out the body quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't retain like a like a storage uh, full, you know, if you, if you get enough in. So you have to keep taking it every single day. You have to keep getting it in. Susan, uh, what are the natural sources of iodine? If you were to give somebody dietary recommendations uh, to optimize their iodine intake, what, what would you suggest?
3: Uh, seaweed, any kind of seaweed is one of the highest natural sources of iodine. Uh seafood would probably be next, but seaweed is the highest. Um, I have a bottle, I can run get it on the next break. It it's it's shocking how much it has in it. I wanna say uh two or three hundred micrograms per uh five hundred
2: milligram peel. Wow, so <clears throat> pretty good amount. And so you have bottles of seaweed in your home, uh, Susan. Is dried, that what you're yeah, telling dried, us?
3: <laughs> dried seaweed. Dried, dried
2: seaweed. <laughs> uh, you eat that as a snack. Is that, is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah,
3: I, I, I do. I do both. <laughs> I, do, I alternate between seaweed and aloe <laughs> yeah, roll.
2: you make sure that the green is not in your in between your teeth. Is that is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what you call a pretty green smile when you have <laughs> <after. laughs> Now that uh, seaweed actually is a very nice snack, you know, the dried seaweed, uh, you know. Oh, I love <clears> it. Uh, I just, uh, I, I do too, you know, so uh, green teeth or no green teeth, it's, <laughs> it's de- delicious and extre- extremely healthy. So, uh, Susan, uh, uh, by the way, so seaweed has other great things in it. Um, right. <clears throat> do you know what those are?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, magnesium, uh, chlorophyll, vitamin K. Uh, probably other trace minerals, um, and they're alkalinizing.
2: And great protein as well. So yeah. <coughs> amino acid, uh, you know, lots of great amino acids. Yeah, so very alkalinizing, very very good for you. So if you don't have any uh, sea, seaweed in your diet, <coughs> then add that. There's actually a bunch of sea vegetables, you know, uh, when we do bioenergetic, sorry, when we do our food pharmacy in the clinic to figure out what the best diet would be for somebody, we actually uh, check that. Um, you know, we do you know, check food pharmacy on them, and that has about six uh, um, good sea vegetables on it um, that we test for. And most people test great on, on sea vegetables, you know, um, no matter what the diseases that they have, no matter what the condition. Uh, Susan, um, we, which I, I did make a mistake, by the way. Earlier I said we didn't have a thyroid support package, we do. Uh, oh, okay. I, I, I thought it was hypothyroid package, but it's called thyroid support package. If you go to QHI Wellness, QHI Wellness, uh, on shopqhi.com. You can either go directly to shopqhi.com, but if you want to read more about our facility here in East Texas, um, the Quantum Healing Institute, or QHI Wellness, then go to Q- qhI Wellness.com, uh, and QHI stands for Quantum Healing Institute. But uh, on the, the package special on Shop QHI, uh, you'll see thyroid support package, Uh, Do a title search uh, to get to it. And the thyroid support package basically uh, has three supplements on it. It's got the thyroxyl that I mentioned earlier. It's got iodorol on it. And uh, that's the iodine uh, that uh, that we talked about just now that you can take orally. Uh, That is pretty high dose, up to 50 milligrams per dose. Um, If you're not sure if you're going to be able to tolerate that, you can start on the the 12.5 milligrams. Uh, instead, and then Strumil Forte, Strumil S T R U M E E L Forte is a fantastic, uh, um, you know, multi action homeopathic that helps with hypothyroidism. And of course, thyroid support package you're only going to take if you think you are low in thyroid production, not not if you think you're high. You don't want to take this uh, this protocol, uh, especially not the thyroxyl, you know, if you are. High, the other two might also be a little bit of an issue. Um, when you are hyperthyroidism, in other words, a thyroid, sorry, hyperthyroid, if you make too much thyroid, you want to be somewhat cautious with iodine. <clears throat> you, you don't want st- to start on mass, massive doses. Usually start low and then build it up. Yeah, yeah, the bottom line is you still have iodine deficiency even with hyperthyroidism, but you can actually trigger a thyroid storm you know, when you take uh, iodine too rapidly. Have you heard of that, Susan?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, I-, I can see how you would have a-, a deficiency because you're just burning it up so fast. And...
2: Yeah, and and also it, it it's interesting. One of the efforts that the body sometimes makes to overcome a deficiency of iodine is it starts making more and more thyroid hormone mm-hmm. in an effort to overcome... This deficit, but of course it can't you know it can 't get there because there's no iodine and iodine is critical for the activation mm-hmm. of the thyroid molecule you know so thyro- uh, <clears throat> thy- thy- um, you know the the t four and the t three t four has to be activated to t three uh, which is the more active of the two hormones t four is the primary hormone that's made by the thyroid gland but if you don't uh, if you don't convert from t four to t three you can end up with, uh, with, uh, with a deficiency, even with a new normal T4 level. But on the other hand, your body will sometimes over-translate um, uh, or over-convert T4 to T3. You can, you can develop hyperthyroidism. But the mechanism there is not too much iodine or too little iodine. It is uh, antibody. That the body makes against the thyroid gland, you know, and uh, some antibodies destroy the function of the thyroid, like in Hashimoto's, but in Graves' disease, which is the the most common cause of hyperthyroidism or excess thyroid production, it actually stimulates the production of thyroid. It's almost like a little uh, <clears throat> arrows, you know, shot at the thyroid gland to, to massively increase the amount of thyroid. Susan, you know what the most common symptom is of graves disease what 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 do we look for with graves?
3: I know severe long standing graves people have uh, real prominent eyeballs, but um I would say the most prominent uh i would say um, insomnia, weight loss, and anxiety um, of those i'm not sure
2: yeah that's that's a great uh Summary of the three most common, you know, so uh, jitteriness, um, nervousness, uh, you know, anxiety, um, oftentimes palpitations. you know, so mm. when, we, when we say heart effects, which is the most dangerous part of Graves' disease, it can literally put you into yeah. an arrhythmia uh, that can cause the heart to stop, you know, what's called um, ventricular fibrillation in the most extreme cases where the lower chambers just go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, more often than not, it's the upper chambers initially that get irritated, uh, so people might have paradoxical runs of uh, arrhythmias, you know, rapid heartbeats that uh, that keeps going away. But um, insomnia, as you, as you mentioned, and then the bug eyes, you know, so ex- exophthalmus uh, is the fancy word, which means uh, eyes sticking out, and so when you can see some the white of somebody somebody's eyes all around. Which uh, you're not supposed to be able to. Then they've got exophthalmus, and that makes makes it look like they're staring at you, <coughs> even when they're not. <laughs> you know, they're just looking. <laughs> so, uh, and it, it's caused by swelling of the of the eyelids around, um, you know, the tissues around the eyeball, causing the the eye to be pushed outward a little bit. Um, so, but um, <coughs> I wanted to also very quickly. Um, just get into, you know, the again the, the RDAs when we say amounts. Um, again, you mentioned that, um, you know, a different thing. So, for prevention, you probably need, you know, at least a milligram uh, or more a day that's a thousand micrograms per day. Uh, the RDA is simply way too little uh, mm-hmm. to pre- prevent disease. But really, to replenish, which you know, if, if we take take it as a given that most people are deficient in iodine, um, when they do this little patch test, when they put that iodine drop on the, and by the way, if you're going to do the patch test, you do it on the forearm, just beyond the the crease in front of the elbow, on the soft skin that has no hair. That's where you put the drop, and you you, know, you rub it into a little circle, and you look to see how quickly it absorbs. And if it's less than two hours, it means that you're extremely deficient. Um, two, two to five uh, – sorry, two to six hours, it means that you're severely deficient. Six to 12 hours, moderately deficient. Twelve to 24 hours, mildly deficient. And if it's still there, 24 hours later, then you're not deficient at all. So – that's the test now. Uh, the form of iodine that you use for the test is called Lugol's iodine. You can also use Lugol's iodine to replenish iodine, but you put uh, to in order to replenish iodine levels, you put about six drops on your stomach instead of on your arm. So you can rub it in on the skin, and you alternate sides, and then you alternate that with the oral form, uh, especially you know in those that are severely deficient, um, because it is. You don't. You can actually irritate the gut, uh, as Susan said. You know, you can destroy some of the good bacteria if you overdo oral iodine, and um, you, you can destroy good bacteria anywhere in the body if you overdo <coughs> iodine. You know, in in you know, through the different routes. Um, Susan, any any last thoughts that you wanted to share on iodine?
3: Um, yes, I think it's really. I went to see my gynecologist uh, several months ago, and she said that some insurance companies were not even paying for the more sophisticated tests that test for thyroid antibodies and reverse T3, that they were just paying for the three basics, and they were refusing to pay for that. I think that's really sad. (laughs)
2: Well, you know, that's the thing with conventional insurance companies. They don't pay for anything that makes you healthy. You know, so Medicaid, Medicare, you know, the whole insurance industry is fo- focused on sickness medicine, not mm. health care. And, uh, folks, you need to get that through your thick skulls. Um, you know, it takes taking responsibility for your own health. Contact us if you have any questions. We are here for you for any of these things that we mentioned, 8774-849-735. Shop QHI is our shopping cart. Um, Get my book, Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health, and bring your sexy back. And uh, listen to us tomorrow, and we will be uh, coming to you with another great show about trace minerals. Have a nice afternoon.
1: Thank you for being a part of Dr. Peter Devent Live. We'll be here every weekday at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern.